You're listening to the Christian Music Blog Podcast, session number 13. Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through eyes of faith as you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. Hello, everyone. It is great to be back with you here on the Christian Music Blog Podcast. This is the 13th session of the CMB Podcast, where we talk about music, music making, and all the things that Christian music makers deal with out there in the world of creativity and music for God's glory and fame. That is what this podcast is about. Um, If you want to hear more about how this podcast came into being and what the primary values of CMB are, I encourage you to check out episode number eight. Uh, There I go over what I call the three pillars of CMB, and I won't won't go into all of it here, but, but go check out episode number eight. And uh, this is, of course, assuming that you're a new listener to the podcast, and, and if that's the case, I want to invite you to join this growing community. Become a CMBite, as it's recently been called. Um, it's a growing community of, of artists and songwriters, uh, people of faith who make music, and uh, that's a broad category, but, but I believe that, that you all have a place, and, uh, and this whole discussion is about music making through eyes of faith. So if you're new, head over to freemusicgift.com and you'll have the opportunity there to sign up for our email list as well as pick out some free stuff uh, just for, uh, to say thanks to, for listening. And um, I think one of those things actually will, will greatly serve you in your songwriting. Um, it has definitely served me and I won't tell you about that here, but just check out freemusicgift.com, sign up for our email list and uh, join this growing tribe. I want to introduce to you a guy called Matt Tinsley. I came across Matt's music through my sister. Um, she has great taste in music, and one day she told me to check out his music, and and when I did, I was totally stoked uh, about what I heard, um, and and very excited to have him on the podcast. And uh, actually, found out in our conversation that he's a worship leader, and um, and that's that's not what he's primarily doing in terms of his his original stuff. He he's not. Uh, releasing and writing quote-unquote worship music. And uh, this totally excited me, actually, because, you know, here's a guy who is just a little different than than most of, of what you would think of um, as a worship leader and an artist. You have all these uh, guys out there. I, I see two, two categories primarily. Number one, you, you do have genuine worship artists who are really writing and creating some great stuff for the church today. Um, and then you have another category, um, guys who are who are using the worship ministry platform as a way to as a way to pursue the artist thing, and that's really the main thing they're thinking of. Um, and and I know this can be a little bit of a touchy situation, but but it's just refreshing to me when you have guys like Matt, who is faithfully leading worship at his church each week, um, but he's not using that as a way to promote uh, his artist thing. So he, he is outside of the four walls of the church, uh, playing in clubs and, and, and coffee shops and pubs and doing his original stuff, and, uh, and God's really using it as well. So that's one of the things we talked about, um, just the tension between leading worship each week and then doing the, 
the artist thing outside of the church. So it's very interesting stuff to me. He has a new EP out. It's called Water and Stone. And I'll actually play a few clips for you from the EP as we transition to the interview. Um, he's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. He's he's balancing a lot of things. Um, he's a tech blogger as well as a worship leader at his church, as well as a guy writing songs and pursuing uh, the music thing, and um, he's a great songwriter, and, and and I know you'll really enjoy this conversation, especially if if you're trying to pursue uh, the artist thing and trying to figure out how to fit it into an already busy life. Um, I think this conversation will greatly bless and inspire you because it, it can be done. So, all right, I'm not going to take up any more time. Here's my conversation with Matt Tinsley on the 13th edition of the CMB Podcast. He is a recording artist from the UK and really excited to talk with him about his songwriting process, his creative process. Um, he's also a worship leader and um, a tech blogger. He handles or he balances a lot of stuff, juggles a lot of stuff, and, and very excited to have you on the podcast, Matt. Thanks for being with me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thank you. So why don't we start with just you sharing with us your story of how you came to faith in Christ, uh, your, your background, and then how that connected later to music, and uh, would love to know about that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, well, I actually uh, grew up in South Africa, and um, my parents are Christians, and they went to church, and I guess it was just a part of uh, our life to go to church on Sundays, and they were also very involved in, in different areas of, of the church. So we naturally were drawn into that. Um, so I always went to church, um, but I think it was about when I was about 12 or 13 where I sort of made a conscious choice or uh, prayer to say, you know, God, I, you know, there's, I just want to follow you. I want to I do what, what it is you want me to do or I just want you in my life whatever um, those words were, more just a, um, a moment between me and him. And, um, but probably a year or two later, I think I was on a, on a sort of scripture union church type camp. And that was probably a, a specific moment where I sort of, um, you know, was able to voice out what I was feeling um, previously and, and how I wanted to follow the Lord. And I guess from there, it, it just... I just sort of carried on and, and, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's the direction my life has took. So I've always, I've always been a part of church and, um, yeah, it's always been a, a part of my life. Very cool. Is that, that's really where music for you began to blossom as well? 
Yeah, um, that is because um, my parents uh, were and, and still are quite musical and were involved with the music side of things at church. And um, they encouraged me to uh, learn to play piano, uh, which I didn't really do very well at at a young age. Um, and I actually sort of got this desire in me to, to be more involved in the music at church, you know, and I was trying to um, connect my piano playing with what was going on at church. And I remember um, going to a youth band practice and, and, and trying to learn one of the worship songs and, and taking that song to my piano teacher and her trying to grasp what was going on and teach me how to do that. But it just never fit for me. I'm just not a pianist in that sense. Um, but my dad, he sort of realized that I was, you know, biting at the, um, the chump to get in and he said, you know, why don't you play bass guitar? And actually I really wanted to play, um, normal guitar and electric guitar and I was just starting to listen to Nirvana and um, you know those kind of bands and um, he said well you know there's plenty of guitarists not many bassists why don't you learn to play bass so I went for that and I learned bass for a couple of years but I always was just drawn to the guitar and eventually my bass teacher also taught guitar and so we transitioned to guitar and I, I got into um, playing guitar and yeah, and uh, then um, suddenly, you know, seeing a, a gap for singing as well, and you know, this this bit inside of me thinking, you know, I can I can do that. I want to do that, uh, and so sort of putting myself forward in that. And I, I had this great environment in the youth where we were sort of encouraged to to explore and, and play music, and, and given a, uh, the opportunity to to step out in that sort of stuff. And so, really, that was an amazing time and space for me to grow and develop as a musician and as a, uh, a worship leader, I guess, and also, um, you know, understanding the context of music in worship as well. And so from there, I just, you know, eventually kept on moving on and, and eventually was uh, leading worship at the adult services and, and all of that sort of thing as well. Very cool. As a worship leader myself and uh, and a songwriter, I, I know the tensions that guys like us face with regard to um, drawing lines and making distinctions between corporate worship, congregational worship, and then something you might do in a coffee shop in a in a club somewhere where you're 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 um, you're expressing yourself, you're expressing your art, you're writing songs, you're telling stories. It's not exactly a collective worship thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys wrestle with the tension of like how to how to um, distinguish between the, between the two and and um, which ones they should focus on more. And everyone's called to different things, but you seem to be a guy who's who's doing both. And you've and you've with at least to me with the EPs that you've put out. There's um, I don't know. It's really cool to hear. I didn't know you were a worship leader, so to to know that now is is really exciting to me. Knowing that. Um, you do both. How do you balance those two things in your in your life as a musician, as a writer? Um, I think for me, music um, has always been. It's been a, a way I've encountered with God. It's been. It's always been a spiritual thing. Um, so I remember, um, you know, one of the first. 
uh, concerts I went to, and I was a, a young teenager, um, was a Counting Crows concert, and um, I just remember being there and in this in this moment and in this crowd, and it being a profoundly spiritual moment for me. I felt like with what was going on in the music and the emotion that was being conveyed in the music um, was sort of somehow speaking to me and that was stirring me um, in response to what I knew of God and, and who I knew of God and what I was feeling and, and all of those things jumbled up. So it was a, it was a profound worship experience for me. So um, I've always sought to encounter God in that way and, and worship him in that way, whether it be um, in music that is for the church in congregational worship music or whether it's music that I'm playing at a, a gig or a pub or, um, you know, even if I'm listening to music, it, it all for me is, is, you know, connected and it all sort of, you know, obviously it has to, you know, be something I appreciate and enjoy and it's unique and special for me, but it, it's worshipful for me. I hope that answers the question. No, that's cool. Yeah. No, I know. See, I think a part of the problem these days, I mean, I'm very encouraged by a lot of the worship music that's being put out, but a concern would be that the word worship has been, um, well, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but the word worship is now, people are thinking of a specific industry, a specific style of music, when really worship is the whole of our life and, you know. And we all say that, we all know that, but we still throw the, the word worship around pretty loosely. But so for you, yeah, it's all of the, it's all of the above. It's everything. And, and I guess um, I'm intrigued by how you have um, done the artist thing and you're also working at a church part time. Um, why don't we talk about why don't we talk about your EPs? Your latest one is Water and Stone. And um, how did that come about? When when did you? start recording? When did you start writing? How long did it take? Why don't you tell us that story? Yeah. Um, Water and Stone um, has four songs, um, which two, two of which I wrote last year, which sort of just uh, came about, um, the one being Where You Are and, and the other one being uh, Water and Stone, the title track. Um, and the other two, Bye Bye Baby and Surprise, were um, just two songs that have been with me for for quite a long time, um, but I hadn't had the opportunity to to record them really. After I did my my first EP, Before the World Falls Apart, um, I got married, I got a new job, and sort of my momentum for pursuing and recording my music uh, was lost. Not in a in a bad way; it just didn't work out practically. Um, so I knew I wanted to do a follow up. EP and um, you know pursue that stuff and I think yeah those two uh, songs Bye Bye Baby and Surprise were, were two songs which I, I knew I wanted to get down because I felt they were really strong songs and, and songs I wanted to record and um, Where You Are and, and Water and Stone were just two newer songs which I managed to finish and they felt right to fit with, with the other two so what I did was Last year, probably um, September-ish, no, probably June time, I got in touch with a friend uh, who's a fellow musician and producer called Matt Weeks, and we began talking about this 
EP that I wanted to record and what that might look like and, and how we might go about doing it. And from there, really, it was a question of um, you know, pulling the uh, finances together and, um, yeah, making that all possible so that we could go ahead and record the EP. And we kind of recorded it from September through to, I don't know, November um, over those three months. Um, but really, there was about four days where we were in one studio um, after we'd done all the pre-production sort of where we did a few demo versions of the songs and, um, you know, got them to a place where we felt comfortable with them. Then I rehearsed with uh, Matt, who played bass, and a friend who played drums, Paul Evans. Um, we kind of rehearsed for a day and then we went into the studio for, I think it was three three days and just sort of laid down the drums um, the guitars, the vocals, and the bass. Um, and then Matt went away and did sort of the editing and all of that, and then we did the other things after that. So uh, kind of a few touch-ups um, with guitars, and we recorded the strains and did the BVs and um, all of that sort of stuff. And then really it was just waiting for um, uh, this guy, Andy Hall, who had agreed to, to mix them um, for his schedule, um, we had to wait a little while for him to do that. And then the mastering process as well was just waiting for the schedule to, to work for them to do their, their stuff there. So, yeah, it, it's weird because I remember getting the final master CD, putting it into the CD player, and the, the little clock on the CD player said, I don't know, whatever it is, 15 minutes if that you know and you kind of think oh my gosh all this time and effort and energy for <laughs> these very few short minutes um so yeah that was that was basically the story uh in a nutshell that's great well i love uh bye bye baby that's such a a great sounding song yeah man, i love the drum the the, ryth- the rhythm percussion stuff and the strings very very good job man yeah well um I guess Bye Bye Baby, I, I'd sort of been performing it as just as an acoustic song. And um, it was, uh, I guess it was quite hard to to transition from that sort of a real acoustic vibe to incorporate what I, you know, I knew I wanted drums, um, I knew I wanted piano and bass, and, and there to be like a real uh, groove and, and drive behind the song. So retaining that sort of acoustic singer-songwriter feel, but bringing in... Um, you know, the, the rest of the band dynamic. So it, it was kind of more just a, a question of trial and error, really, um, when, as I said, we did a few pre-production uh, demos, of, you know, using sample drums and loops and stuff, and eventually kind of rested on something that we both felt comfortable with. And Matt, Matt Weeks, the producer, was really good at challenging me and, and just, you know, pushing me in terms of, going for a, a sound instead of me who's a bit more reserved and like you know let's keep it really um a bit more simple and straightforward when he was you know really great at saying actually no you know you need to make it a little bit more exciting and just draw what the song is out a bit more so once we had those um pre-production demos um and as i said we got together with the drummer and just really jammed jammed it out um, and you know, uh, sort of settled on on what felt like a good groove and and something that wasn't a typical straightforward uh, beat that you yeah, could expect it. that song. Um, something which was a little bit different. So it definitely turned out different to the way I might have done it 
if it was just me, if you know what I mean. But I really wanted um, Matt to to push me and give him permission to you know you know really say let's let's try and make this a bit more original and a bit more unique. Beautiful song, well done, man. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What would you say, Matt, to a person who is juggling a lot of different stuff? Um, they may be listening to this and they're inspired by the different things you're doing and um, they want some encouragement on how to balance their life. You know, they got a family, they have a job, they might have two jobs. They're also trying to figure out how to write music and record it and, 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 and do it well, you know. Um, what would you do? What would you say to encourage them? Um, you know, that's a really good question. And that's, um, I don't feel like I, I have the answer to that. I feel like I'm in that situation myself where, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm, um, songwriting is a, is a great passion of mine and I have a desire to express, uh, things through music and, and to create music. Um, but I haven't found a way to, to make that sustainable for, for me from, from a financial point of view. So obviously I have to, uh, have a, a, a nine to five job or, or whatever it is to, to pay the bills and make that happen really. So I'm, I'm really still trying to figure that out. And, um, I think it's probably two things. I mean, one, if you, if you feel like you're, 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 you're um, called to write songs or you have that passion inside of you to, to write songs and make music, you should definitely find an outlet for it. Um, and, you know, don't let that go to waste and um, pass you by and use the means that you do have in, in terms of your work to help support and, and, and make that happen. Um, I, that's that's definitely what I'm doing, and I, you know I've I've got a few um, two jobs which which have just worked out the way they have, which is amazing for me. Um, which has meant I've got a little bit of time to to write and and focus on my music, and and then really with my um, last EP actually Water and Stone, I, I got a whole bunch of friends to to pre-order it to help pay for it. Um, so. I sent uh, you know a whole bunch of emails out to my friends and just basically said, "Would you like to pre-order my EP? You'll get a special limited edition copy. You know, like basically like a Kickstarter campaign, but just to my friends and my family. And um, you know, they yeah were really great and really jumped in, and, and people were so generous. And um, that was how I, I basically raised a, a large chunk of of the resource I needed financially to." to make this EP happen, happen. And then, um, you know, through, through some savings and, and, and all of that myself, I was able to foot the rest of the bill. And I would love to see this, this recording recoup some kind of cost or, or, or be enough to help me take the next step in the next recording. Um, I don't know if that'll happen and I'm going to seek the avenues I can to, to see if that can happen. And, and obviously as, any artist or or um, most creative people who make things they want they want people to see that or hear that or um, as as well as be appreciated for that you know um, and to feel like your your uh, artistic uh, produce or product or whatever you want to call it has um, some value and worth that that people are prepared to pay for it so 
yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. If you figure it out, let me know. But there's so many uh, different, you know, on the internet, noise trade, um, you know, the Kickstarter, you know, loads of bands are doing that kind of thing. Um, and it's, and I, I just think it's harder than ever to, um, to be, you know, a songwriter or, or, or a musician who, um, you know, you're creating your own music to, to get it out there because I think just with the industry and the way things are economically and, and all of that, it's, it's really hard. So you just got to push on and um, you just got to, you just got to stay true to yourself and do what you can with what you have and, you know, see what happens. Very good. Yeah. I, I guess I'm encouraged as I just have listened to your stuff. I know that folks will, will say, all right, here's a guy who's maybe in my situation and yet he's putting out some really good music, um, high quality, you know, and, um, that I know will encourage folks. So that's a testament that it can be done. And, um, you know, yeah, you said that this is a tough time for music. I, I agree. I think um, there's certainly, um, it's just a different landscape than it used to be. But at the same time, I think there are some encouraging things for those folks who do have real talent, like yourself. Um, because even though there is a whole lot of music out there, um, the cream will somehow rise to the top. And, and if you know, if you have a, if you have a a base of fans or friends, like you said, you mentioned the emails that you sent out. That's that's number one right there. That's huge. Yeah. So having having that community is really important, and um, that is really encouraging too. Even in your creative process on your recording, you had you had a handful of folks involved. It wasn't just you doing it on your own. Yeah. So how did that um, how did that stretch you as an artist? How did it? Um, how did it help you grow? Yeah, I think I realized that, you know, obviously I, well, I know I can't do it all, all on my own. And um, I'm, you know, spending time recording, uh, sorry, writing songs and, and honing them and, and making them the best you can be, uh, the best they can be. Um, that's sort of enough in itself, you know, that's so time consuming and, you know, I, I don't have time to be an engineer to, you know, capture things sonically and, and know how to use Pro Tools to the best of my ability and mix and master and arrange and, and everything. So right from the start, I, I really wanted to um, get people's feedback and, and get people involved because especially after my last recording although I, I had lots of people involved you know afterwards so many people said oh this was great had you thought about this had you thought about that and and so I just thought you know why not get that at the start before you you know before you jump in and, and obviously be careful and um you know stay true to yourself and all of that but um I so I wanted to get uh, some people in to to listen to the songs that I trust um, at the very beginning to, to feedback on, um, on the songs themselves. Uh, two people in particular who, um, you know, I really trust one is uh, a guy named Richard Thomas. He's just a friend who's got a great ear. And, uh, another guy, Chris Lawson Jones, who, um, is a, is a fantastic songwriter and he's made an amazing record called, uh, Carolina, um, which is on iTunes and he's just got a great ear. And then, um, the, the producer I was working with, Matt Weeks, as well. He's just you know great idea, uh, 
a great year for for ideas and 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 seeing the bigger picture um you know as i said earlier with the drums and and where things could go with bye bye baby and all of that you know you're so great at seeing the bigger picture as opposed to me just seeing that moment um so yeah i i needed i needed others and i couldn't do it on my own and also i just called in favors because i couldn't um you know necessarily pay the people that were involved their sort of normal going rate so it was just kind of would you like to join in on this project? What do you think? You know, do you like the songs? Would you consider helping out? You know, what's your rate? I may not be able to to meet that, but I can offer you this or that. And it's amazing to see how many people actually say, actually, yeah, I, I really like this and I like what you're doing. You know, I'll, I'll join you in this. So I definitely wanted to pay people for what they were doing and and sort of respecting them in in their own work. Um, but also at the same time, on the other hand, saying, you know, if you, if you can help out at all, you know, that would be great. So, um, yeah, that was, that was basically how it all worked out. So right from the beginning, from songwriting to getting Matt Weeks, uh, again, he produced on in, involved right from the beginning as well, all the way through to the end. Even the cover design was from a, a friend of mine, Josh Rumble who, um, you know, was so gracious and, and just, you know, just said to me, you know, I just want to be on board with what you're doing. You know, what can I do? And, and I was like, you know, you're a graphic designer as well as a, an amazing musician, but, you know, could you use your graphic design skills for the cover and, and help me put all that together? And, you know, so, so many people got involved and it's just better that way. <laughs> uh, it's less stressful and it's much more fun and it takes the pressure off. Awesome. How about um, one final question? Um, your local church that you're a part of, um, how does that connect to what you're doing as an artist in these contexts? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about um, bringing people closer to God. If I if I can point them in the direction of Jesus, then that that's what I feel like I'm there to do. But particularly through music so um in in the context of within the church i'm going to do that with worship music that's easily uh engageable and accessible and um you know inviting for people of you know at, at at church you know you have a wide demographic of people there's a reason why worship music is traditionally the way it is for us and um yeah, so I use that, and, and I want to be a part of that in 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 leading worship and, and worshiping in the church. But then, outside of the church as well, I want my music to to point to God as well. And I, you know, in in you know what whatever situation that it can. So the songs, I guess, are birthed out of of moments where I'm sort of reaching out to God, or God's meeting me in a situation, and and I think. You know, I'm sure other people can relate to this as well. So it may not be as as obvious or um, you know as as sort of blatant as as some of the worship music that we use within the church. But I think sometimes, um, and certainly not all the time, um, but sometimes you know being really open and honest can can speak so much more than you know um, some of the more uh, I guess songs that we're used to using within the church, which um, you know can can almost be a little bit one-dimensional. And you know, I'm, I'm not trying to 
um, this worship music at all because I, I'm you know deeply involved with it and, and use it a lot. But you know, there's people out there who aren't churched, who aren't Christians, who don't understand the language of worship songs or the you know the wording or Christianese, as some people say. You know, it's 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 too foreign for them to grasp. So you know, and that's not the way we speak on a day-to-day basis um, most of the time. So, you know, let, that's that's what I want to do with my songs is, is sort of meet people where they're at, which I think that's what God does. He meets us where we're at and, um, and then, you know, see God in that situation, meeting us in that situation. Great. Awesome, man. Where can people go to find out more about your music? Um, I've got a website, which is matttinsleymusic.com, and you can find all the links from there to SoundCloud or Twitter or Facebook or uh, Bandcamp, where you can get all my music. And I've got a free download as well um, of a a live set of three songs I did, um, just me and a guitar and a guy on piano, which is a free download called Live at the Smokehouse. And um, you can buy my first EP at uh, Bandcamp or on iTunes or my new EP, Water and Stone, on Bandcamp. And it'll be on iTunes and and all other digital distribution stores in the future. Excellent. Thank you again for being on the podcast with me, Matt. I know this will inspire and encourage a lot of folks. So uh, appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for having me. So Matt has two EPs, and uh, well, it's three EPs. One of them he mentioned, Live from the Smokehouse, um, is for free. You can download that at matttinsleymusic.com. So do go check that out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally into his music, man. It's really, really cool. Um, thank you again, Matt, for, for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Um, I want to play for you guys a clip um, of the song Bye Bye Baby that we, we talked a little bit about. And um, the words of the song were very intriguing to me, and I actually asked Matt outside the interview about it, and it's a song that he actually wrote about a young woman with an unexpected pregnancy, and she was facing the decision to abort or not. And, um, you know, all of us come across folks all the time who need to hear uh, the message of hope that the gospel brings. And um, so in this situation, Matt writes a song about her circumstances, and um, and I know that uh, God will use Matt's music in the lives of people like that. So, um, and you as well, as you think about the people that you come into contact with every day who need to hear uh, the gospel, and uh, in your in and through your gift as an artist. So here here's a clip. I have it up here. Let me bring it up. It's uh, "Bye Bye Baby," and uh, it's on his EP "Water and Stone." Waiting on the other end He 
you're prepared to face the consequence bye bye baby what a shame we'll never know of the life you could have Very, very uh, beautifully done song, as you can tell. And um, so, yeah, and it's a, you know, it's a poignant song. It's very, very deep. And um, obviously, um, you know, that, that kind of song wouldn't be done on a Sunday morning, I don't, I don't think. Not, not in terms of congregational praise and worship, corporate worship. So, but God wants to use songs like this in the lives of the people you come into contact with. So um, anyway, so that's an, that's an inspiring thing. Um, also, I uh, just wanted to talk about uh, one of the things uh, that we talked about there, you were on your own journey. Um, just just want to bring this out of, of the conversation as we talked. It just reminded me of how important it is to be reminded of the uh, the thing in music is that no, there, there, there's nothing cookie cutter about this at all. It's going to be unique to you. Here's a guy who has balanced several things um, and he's just doing what he can to figure out how to make it work as an artist and and pursue that that dream, if you will. Um, but his journey won't look exactly like yours, and yours won't look exactly like mine. And and uh, you know, we all have something um, that's going to be different in terms of what's laid out for us. So, uh, but but we can be encouraged that it can be done. And um, you know, we also talked about how it may seem like a tougher time for music. Um, it is if if you're expecting things to fall in your lap, you know, your lap, not your lap. <laughs> it is if you're expecting things to fall into your lap. Um, yeah, he said, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of hard work and it's true. Um, we, we live in the day of DIY, you know, do it yourself, um, a, a time of solopreneurship, you know, um, entrepreneurial opportunities for artists are all over the place. Um, he mentioned noise trade and, uh, there, there's a long list of things that we could put, um, in the show notes, links to things, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll include the noise trade thing if you're not familiar with that. But, um, yeah, so so in that sense, there really are no excuses as as an artist, you know, um, and and this is why we need to join together and be in community. Uh, that's the encouraging thing is that yes, you may have your own unique path, and it will uh, feel lonely at times, but but you're not alone. Um, this is why I'm launching C and B. One of the reasons um, to build a community that encourages and spurs each other on uh, in our unique journeys. So. Um, you know, and again, I'll say this again. I, I, I say this a lot, and if you're tired of me saying that, then <laughs> tired of me saying this, then I'm then I'm sorry. But are you in a local church? Are you in a flesh and blood community of believers gathering together under God's word? Um, there, there's such an opportunity for you as an artist, as a musician, a, a singer, whatever your gift may be. There's an opportunity uh, for you to serve the people right around you, and to use your gift. Um, not in a way that that takes advantage of of the people to to pursue your own thing for your own purposes like, like we talked about uh, before but but here's a community of folks who can even help you grow as an artist um, you know and Matt just I mean that was so cool just to hear how he reached out to the folks that he knew um, and he even just got folks to support him before the launch of the project um, so so talk to your worship pastor talk to your musical friends in your church 
and see what happens. See if God might really do something right there in your community. Um, as you can tell, that that obviously matters to me, and, and I, I speak about that a lot. So I, I'm not going to get tired of talking about the local church ever. So, um, All right, all the notes for today's episode with links and everything can be found at christianmusicblog.com slash session 13, forward slash session 13, the number 13. Um, links to Matt's music and some some other stuff there. And uh, yeah, well, that's it for this session of the CMB podcast. Again, if you're new to the community, I want to join. Um, I want to invite you to join the growing tribe of people of faith who are making music. Uh, you can do that by going to freemusicgift.com. Also, if you get like three minutes, uh, just a couple of minutes, and you're at your computer, head over to iTunes and leave a, re- a rating and review in the iTunes store. Um, this really helps CMB in in the iTunes rankings, and the the really the only reason I really care about the rankings is that it helps us to show up in searches easier. So, um, folks like yourself who are looking for something like CMB, uh, they'll they'll more easily find us. Uh, so, so head over there. It only takes a few minutes. I'll actually leave a link to the show no- uh, link in the show notes that will take you to um, that iTunes page. And uh, once you go there, just hit the little blue button that says View in iTunes. Um, all right. Well, next week on the podcast, I'm excited. We have Wisdom Moon. Wisdom is a worship leader and songwriter and founder of allaboutworship.com and the songwriterscafe.com. Um, really excited about that interview. Don't miss it next Friday. Really stoked about sharing that with you all. Until next time, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you soon here on the CMB Podcast. For listening to the CMB podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit ChristianMusicBlog.com.